0: What is up, everybody? It's your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast, here to recap the third week of the college softball season, as well as look forward to the fourth week. Um, Also, just a little note for the WPF this summer, the Texas team has now finalized their name, which is Texas Smoke, which I actually think is pretty cool. So, that's just a little tidbit for the WPF fans out there um, but anyway let's move on. Uh, let's go ahead and get started with recapping week three with last Thursday's action. Kelly Lynch threw a 13 strikeout no-hitter in Washington's 16 to nothing five inning win over Bethune Cookman at the Marynother Collegiate Classic. She was a hit by pitch away from perfect game. unfortunate. Uh, as that is, Shanice Dels' uh, 12 strikeouts, combined with Hannah Gammel's walk-off, lifts the Razorbacks, past Arizona 3-2 in the opening game with their doubleheader. Well, in Game 2, Arizona was able to split the doubleheader at Arkansas, thanks to Devin Nett's 3-run home run in the 5-2 victory. Kentucky scored eight runs in the eighth to pick up a huge win over Washington at the Mary Nutter, and an 11-3 win for the Wildcats. Texas Tech scores two in the seventh to avoid a bad loss to Cal Poly, 3-2. Virginia pitching combines for 11 strikeouts in their 5-1 home victory over Longwood. Longwood's losing a little bit of zest, shall we say, with me. Um, But they're still on my uh, week four schedule of games to watch, so stay tuned for that. Julia Crenshaw's two home runs, five RBIs, led Missouri to an 11-3 five-inning victory over BYU. Um, I was hoping BYU would put up a little bit more of a fight there, but the Cougars just couldn't hang around with the SEC team. Josie Willingham. Hits a walk off three run home run to lift Central Arkansas to a 3 1 victory, home victory over Missouri State. Sierra Trahan walks it off in the ninth to lift Texas State past UTA 4 3 at home. A sack fly by McKenna Brockie in the eighth walks it off for the Aztecs to take uh, the San Diego State Aztecs to take down Cal State Fullerton 6 5. Stephanie Schoonover fired 10 strikeouts in Kentucky's 2-0 victory over San Diego State at the Mary Nutter. I really thought the Aztecs could give Kentucky a fight, and they did, but albeit they weren't able to put any runs on the board. So, it is what it is, essentially. Uh, Megan Framo threw a 9-strikeout no-hitter in UCLA's 10-0 five-inning murder of Florida. As of that moment, UCLA was unquestionably the number one team in the nation. And we'll see how that worked out as they played Oklahoma on Sunday. But we'll get to that here soon. Roundout Thursday, uh, Texas A&M pitching combined for 10 strikeouts to take down BYU 8-6. So let's move ahead to Friday's action. Alyssa Humphrey throws 11 strikeouts in James Madison's 5-2 victory over East Tennessee State. It's good to see uh, James Madison having their star look like the star again in the circle. Peyton Monticelli's 13 strikeouts led Wisconsin to a 4-2 win over North Carolina. North Carolina had a bad weekend, um, needless to say, but that was the beginning of it. Amanda Hassler's double home run six RBIs led NC State to a 15-6 six-inning home win over Penn. Cameron Fagan's single in the eighth lifts Virginia Tech to a huge monster 6-5 victory at Texas. That will be important separating them come tourney time. Kenley Hillary throws 11 strikeouts for Kennesaw State, but it wasn't enough as the Indiana State Sycamores grabbed the 1-0 win in 10 innings. Haley Simpson's two home runs, five RBIs, led South Carolina to a 10-2 five-inning victory over Jacksonville. Kelly Maxwell throws a 10-strikeout one-hitter in Oklahoma State's 12 5 five-inning win over New Mexico. Kayla Nelson's home run five RBIs led the Utah Utes to a 6-2 victory over Texas Tech at the Mary Nutter. Oklahoma State scores two in the seventh to take down the Nebraska Cornhuskers, 3-1. Dariana Orm, remember that name as we go throughout the season, is proving to be a force in the circle for Baylor as she threw an 11-strikeout no-hitter in Baylor's 5 nothing win over Maryland at home. Baylor is looking kind of restored back to their former... I'm not going to say glory, but... In recent memory, they've had really good teams, and unfortunately they weren't able to break through to get to Oklahoma City, but they were very decent teams. Well, it looks like Baylor is looking good this year, and a win over a ranked Maryland team at the time certainly adds to that credence. Uh, Oklahoma handles Cal State Fullerton in 8-0 five-inning win at the Mary Nutter. They then proceeded to roll Texas A&M Aggies by the exact same scoreline, pretty much losing the number one ranking in the nation seemed to piss off the Sooners and you'll see why as we get uh, later into the weekend's recap. Uh, But Peyton Gottshaw, former Bowling Green standout, throws an 11-strikeout one-hitter in Tennessee's 9-0 win, five-inning win at South Florida or USF. Morgan Hess's two-run homer in the first lifts Presbyterian past Cornell 2-0. Sydney Boulware's 15 strikeouts led Winthrop past North Carolina Central 5-4. Trent Schlatterbeck throws an 8-strikeout perfect game in Maryland's 10-0 5-inning win over Texas A&M Commerce. Newly minted D1 program. Penn State pitching combines for 10 strikeouts in their 3-0 victory over Charlotte. Boise State picked up a solid 4-2 win over Michigan, although Michigan isn't looking good at all, really. So, how good of a win is it? I'll leave that up to you to decipher that one. But Ali Bunker's single in the seventh lifts Oregon to a huge 2-1 win over Northwestern. Now, as I'm recording this late Wednesday night, I believe Northwestern is sitting at 6-6, six and six, so you know Danielle Williams can pitch in the circle and turn it on whenever she wants, but Northwestern is not playing well right now for a team that very nearly made it to the College World Series last year. It just doesn't look like a team that's going to do big things in the Big Ten and overall, the Big Ten just looks down. To be honest with you, like Maryland looks like they could easily win the Big Ten. Um, but I, I guess it's all a matter of circumstance, and we'll just see how it all the Big Ten race plays out. Uh, Minnesota, another Big Ten team, slugs seven home runs in their seventeen to nothing five inning victory over Texas A and M Commerce. Jessica LeBeau throws 11 strikeouts, but it wasn't enough as Nevada took down Michigan 3-0. Again, I said it, Michigan isn't off to a good start at all, and I don't know if it's going to get that much better, to be honest with you. But, we'll see if the Wolverines can regroup and see what they can put forth at the Judy Garman Classic this weekend. Sarah Harness throws a 10-strikeout no-hitter in Nebraska's 5-0 win over New Mexico State. An error kept the perfect game from happening, unfortunately, as that does tend to happen, (laughs) but it is what it is. Micah Sutherland shuts down Oregon's offense as Cal State Fullerton, the Titans, pick up another solid victory over the Ducks 5-0. Now State Fullerton's making a case for the top 25, which is why they're now receiving votes in both polls now. So keep an eye out for the Titans as we move throughout the season. Ruby Malin's 10 strikeouts lifts Washington up in an 11-0 six-inning victory over Long Beach State. Morgan Kendrick throws a 13-strikeout one-hitter in Georgia Southern's 4-0 win over North Carolina A&T. Alexis Loudenslogger's 11-strikeout one-hitter leads Princeton, Princeton in a 1-0 win over Elon. Allison Quinlan throws 10 strikeouts in 5-2 and innings, but it wasn't enough for Purdue-Fort Wayne as the Evansville Purple Aces pick up the 3-2 victory. Greer Bruce's two homers, five RBIs, led Samford to a 7-2 victory over IUPUI. Annabelle Weidra throws a 6-strikeout no-hitter in Auburn's 9-0 5-inning win over Brown. Brianna Pratt's 10 strikeouts aid Miami of Ohio in their 12-3 victory over Murray State. Bailey Greenlee threw 14 strikeouts in Alabama State's 2-1 win over South Carolina State. Kalen Packard's 11-strikeout 2-hitter leads Northern Iowa to a 9-0 victory over Western Carolina. Which was important because I do believe that was Western Carolina's first loss of the season at that time. Or very close to it. But anyway, Robin Herons throws fourteen strikeouts in five and two thirds innings as Kylie Halverson walked it off in the eleventh inning to lift Arkansas past Drake four to three. Samantha Hayer throws an 11-strikeout no-hitter in Northern Iowa's 9-0, 5-inning win against Georgia State. Abby Doer, the former Alabama player, had two homers and five RBIs to lead Oregon State past Cal State Northridge 5-1. She was the Beavers' offense in that game, needless to say. Uh, But Reagan Krause throws a 9-strikeout no-hitter in Stanford's 3-0 victory over Nevada at home. Josie Newman throws a 10-strikeout one-hitter in Southern Indiana's 1-0 win at Sanford, another newbie to the D1 scene. Ryland Hedgecock's home run in the sixth lifts Arkansas to the 2-1 victory, giving them the series win over Arizona at home. Morgan Howie hit the walk-off to lift Oregon State past Missouri 3-2, so the Beavers are starting to recover a little bit, but I'm still not sold on the Beavers being a solid team just yet. Brooke Yanez and Megan Framo combined for 13 strikeouts in UCLA's 6-3 victory over Kentucky. Aspen Wesley and Kenley Hawk combined for 11 strikeouts in Mississippi State's 8-4 win at South Alabama. Montana Fouts throws 9 strikeouts in Alabama's 6-2 victory over Southeastern Louisiana, handing the Lions their first loss of the season. Kristen Boyd's double home run 5 RBIs led New Mexico State to an 8-7 victory over Creighton. An error by Louisville center field led to a Central Florida 4-3 victory at home over the Cardinals. Unfortunate, but it does tend to happen. Sidney Sandez and Mariah Lopez combined for 13 strikeouts in Utah's 6-3 win over LMU, or Loyola Marymount. Kelly Lynch's 11 strikeouts led Washington in their 7-0 win over UC San Diego. San Diego State pitching combines for 10 strikeouts in their 4-1 victory over BYU. UCLA pitching combined for 14 strikeouts, but it was Charlie's Palacios's, and you might remember that name as being a former Arizona Wildcat. That is true. Uh, it was her home run in the bottom of the sixth that kept the Bruins undefeated as they took down Iowa 2-1. And lastly, from Friday, Alexis Lusishin, I believe is how that's pronounced, threw 14 strikeouts in Buffalo's 3-0 win over Norfolk State. Alright, let's move right on ahead to Saturday. Looking back at Saturday's action, we start with Alyssa Humphrey throwing a 10-strikeout 2-hitter in James Madison's 8 nothing five-inning win over Penn. Allie Rail, the former Virginia pitcher, threw a 10-strikeout no-hitter in George Mason's 9-1 five-inning win over Holy Cross in the first game of a doubleheader. Well, it was supposed to be the first game of a doubleheader, but Rain forced it to a Sunday doubleheader, but that's irrelevant to the point. Marissa trivel pieces Grand Slam in the sixth propels South Florida, or USF, to a solid 6-1 win over Ashley Miller and Michigan State. I really thought Ashley Miller would perform better, but I was proven wrong on that front. Sarah Beth Allen walks it off with a home run to lift Georgia Tech past Penn State 7-6. McKenna Gibson's single in the sixth lifts Tennessee to a huge 1-0 victory over Clemson. Huge for Tennessee. Wichita State holds off a late rally by North Texas in an 8-6 quality win for the Shockers. Maya Johnson's 10 strikeouts weren't enough for Belmont in their 2-0 loss to Jacksonville. A sack bunt and throwing error by the North Florida catcher lifts Presbyterian to a 3-2 8-inning victory. Later that day, Marissa Baxter walked it off to hand Presbyterian their first loss of the season in Stetson's 7-5 8-inning win at home. Vivian uh, and us uh, go go cycling back to that. Stetson is a very good team as it turns out, um, you'll see that they're getting, lo- uh, the Stetson's getting love in um, one of uh, mid major top 10 polls that I've seen. They may not be in the top 10, but they're at least receiving votes. I, they might have cracked the top 10 this past weekend um, or past week, but regardless, Stetson is one to keep an eye on. I don't know if they have the firepower to beat Liberty. But we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. Uh, But anyway, Viviana Martinez's double home run five RBIs helped Texas to split the weekend with Virginia Tech as they claimed the 8-2 win at home. Janai Kerr's home run in the fifth lifts Florida State past Troy 2-1 at home. It's a shame to see it, but Oklahoma smacked Loyola Marymount or LMU 10-1 in five innings at the Mary Nutter. LMU's becoming that team that's going to get taken off my games to watch because they're just not playing up to the quality that I know they're capable of. But anyway, Emily Winburn's 10 strikeouts led Delaware to a 6-4 win over UConn. Lauren Almeida's Home runs, 6 RBIs, lead Utah Tech, formerly known as Dixie State, to a 16-5, 6-inning win over Weber State. Ryan Henry's 2 home runs, 5 RBIs, led Villanova to a 5-0 victory over Boston College. Another mid-major name you should know, Isabella Smith's 12 strikeouts, led Campbell to a 5-1 win over Ryder. Addie Ferguson's two home runs, five RBIs led Towson to a 12 1 victory over Charleston Southern. Lindsey Cohen's 10 strikeouts weren't enough to outduel Reese Basinger's 12 strikeouts as Winthrop picks up the 4 1 victory over LIU. Or Long Island, simply put. Another one of these stupid games, another non conference conference game. Funny enough, also happened at Baylor, where Baylor, Oklahoma, was considered a non-conference game. I'm not going to go on that soapbox. I've done that a million times, whether it be on here or whether I've talked about it to other people. I'm not going to do it. But another non-conference com- conference game, as Minnesota gets the upset of Maryland 4-1, which Dropped Maryland out of the top 25 this week, as you might imagine. Uh, but Boston University picked up a solid 4 nothing victory over Penn State. The Terriers are looking like a solid mid-major program, as they have been in recent memory. Michigan rebounded to take down Boise State 2-1 to split their games. Later that day, Alana Vauder shut down the Michigan offense to lift Stanford to the 5-0 home victory. UCLA stayed unbeaten ahead of their showdown with Oklahoma as they took down Northwestern 2-1. Honestly, a little bit closer than I would have liked, but they got the win and stayed unbeaten to that point. Micah Sutherland, again, allowed only two hits in Cal State Fullerton's 4-0 victory over Oregon State. I mean, and right after that, Hannah Bakara, Hannah Bakara's two-run homer in the eighth lifts Cal State Fullerton to a massive five-to-four upset of Florida, which sent Florida out of the top ten in the polls this week. So, kudos to the Titans, man. They're a team that you might not want to end up playing in the tournament. They're probably going to get sent out west, I would assume. Or, I mean, they're out west, um, but I would assume they would be sent to a western regional, uh, but I w- we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out um, once we get to the tournament. Uh, but Megan Golden throws 11 strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings to help Grand Canyon to a 7-3 victory over Montana. Madison Kerpick's 11 strikeouts in 5 innings led Georgia to a 5-0 win over Hofstra. Sidney Campbell's 10 strikeouts led Oakland to a 3-2 8-inning victory over UT Martin. Sidney Nestor throws 10 strikeouts and Marshall's 10-2 6-inning victory over Princeton. Samantha Hayer throws 12 strikeouts in 6 innings in Northern Iowa's 4-0 win over Tennessee State. Emma Summers, 12 strikeouts, led Belmont to a 5-1 win at Mercer. Brooklyn Linneman throws a no-hitter in UT Martin's 12-0 five-inning victory over Valparaiso. Olivia Crabiel's double home run six RBIs led Missouri State to an 8-6 upset at South Dakota State, or at least in my mind that's considered an upset, but... I know both teams are solid mid-major programs. Florida was held to one hit as Oregon took them down 8 to nothing. Again, part of the slide out of the top 10 for Florida. Stephen F. Austin, the Lady Lumberjacks or Lady Jacks, take down Ole Miss 3-1. Ole Miss just isn't looking really good right now, but, you know... They're in the SEC. They all have a chance to recover. Bailey Dowling's double home run 5 RBIs pace Alabama in their 11-0 5-inning victory over Southeastern Louisiana. Maddie Penta throws a no-hitter in Auburn's 9-0 6-inning victory over North Dakota State. Louisiana picked up a massive win, taking down their rival LSU in Baton Rouge with a 5-4 victory. Ole Miss responded to that loss to Stephen F. Austin by taking down McNeese State eight two. Oregon followed up their win against Florida by taking down Missouri six four. So two SEC wins in one day. That's <laughs> that's 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 a solid day for you, no matter who you are. Uh, but Shannon Lacey throws eleven strikeouts in South Dakota State's eleven nothing five inning victory over Mississippi Valley State. Texas State scored 4 in the 8th to walk it off in a 6-5 victory over UTA at home. Taylor Tinsley shuts down Texas A&M's offense in 3-0 win for UCLA. Alexis Loudenslogger throws 13 strikeouts, but it wasn't enough as Savannah Woodard walks it off for Liberty in their 5-4 8-inning home victory over Princeton. South Alabama scores four in the sixth to pick up the home victory over Tulsa, six to four. Missouri scored seven in the sixth to take down Long Beach State, nine to nothing in six innings. <coughs> Excuse me. Northwestern picks up a solid win, taking down Kentucky, nine to three. So at least I gave Northwestern a little momentum to sort of pick up the pieces. Uh, But Alana Jones throws 10 strikeouts in Purdue for Wayne's 5-4 loss to Evansville. Stephanie Schoonover throws 10 strikeouts in five innings in a rain-shortened 3-0 win for Kentucky over UC Riverside at the Mary Nutter. And then lastly, for Saturday's action, Ruby Malin threw 11 strikeouts in Washington's 5-0 victory over San Diego State. So, as we look ahead, let's go ahead and move forward and look on to Sunday's action. Kira Buckner threw a 13-strikeout one-hitter in Long Island, L.I.U.'s 3-0 win over Fordham. Millie Thompson holds Michigan State to two hits in Clemson's 8-0 five-inning win. Again, Michigan State, I really thought they'd be better, but... I guess they can't just rely on Ashley Miller. Emma Limley throws 15K uh, strikeouts in Virginia Tech's 4-1 with victory over Abilene Christian. My girl Hannah Files, home run in the 6th, lifts Louisville past Purdue 4-3. Happy to see Hannah Files out there still doing her thing after her time at James Madison. Um, yeah, I had to give my girl a shout-out, of course, but um, love you, Hannah. Keep doing your great things. Um, but Kylie Griffin's two-run double in the sixth lifts Central Arkansas past South Dakota State 7-6. to six. A throwing error by the first baseman on a sack, but walks it off for Stetson in a one nothing home victory over Presbyterian, where both teams only had one hit each. Again, Stetson took down Presbyterian. Sid Nestor's 11 strikeouts weren't enough as Rachel Roop walks it off in the 8th to lift Liberty past Marshall 5-4 at home. Oklahoma leave, and what I was hoping was going to be the game of the year turned out being a dud as Oklahoma left no doubt who is the best team in the country, as they absolutely smashed UCLA 14 to nothing in five innings, thanks in part to Kenzie Hansen's two homers, five RBIs. Like I said, Oklahoma felt disrespected and had a chip on their shoulder by being number two in the country. Well, make no mistake, they are number one in the country now, so... <laughs> Oklahoma is scary once they're being disrespected or as they might feel disrespected um, but I said Oklahoma was my preseason favorite to win it all and that just reaffirmed that you we should all be scared of Oklahoma they can absolutely destroy you still so here's hoping I'm wrong on that because I don't want Oklahoma to win the Championship three years in a row because that's just not fun. Um, parody for the game is good, I promise. Uh, but Wichita State held off North Texas late to pick up another 5 to 3 win in Denton, Texas. The Shockers picking up some great wins, and you just love to see it. Uh, but Kansas, Kansas. Throws in a combined no-hitter in their 10-0 five-inning victory over Texas Southern. An absolutely wild affair in Raleigh as Hannah Hennessy's two doubles, home run, six RBIs, lifted James Madison to a perfect 5-0 weekend uh, down in Raleigh with a 14-11 eight-inning win over NC State. Crazy game. I, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you go onto the ESPN app and watch the replay of that game. It, sure, it's three and a half hours, but you can always skip certain parts. Uh, but Cassidy Curd throws 10 strikeout one hitter in Duke's 11-0 five inning win at Campbell. Olivia Volbach throws a perfect game in UAB's 2-0 home win against Butler. Anna Waller's double home run five RBIs led DePaul in their 7-0 victory over Northern Kentucky. Kennesaw State was able to hold off the Crimson Tide as they pulled off a massive upset 5-3 in Tuscaloosa. A side note of this, when Montana Fouts is not pitching for Alabama, Alabama seems extremely vulnerable. they if my, like, if <clears throat> obviously once you get to the NCAA tournament, you're going to lean on Montana Fouts a lot more. And that's why they're trying to find the pitcher that can best complement her moving forward as we get closer to the tournament, if you needed arms to rely on. But at this point, they look very vulnerable when Montana Fouts is not pitching at this point. Now, we'll see if they can figure out a number two to complement their ace. But, as it stands, it's not looking great when it's not Fouts in the circle. Morgan Hess did it all as she had two home runs, three RBIs, and threw six strikeouts in slowing down Cornell's offense in a 5-3 victory for Presbyterian. Boston University takes down Penn State again as they picked up the 7-5 victory. Courtney Weich, or Courtney Wick, I do not know how she pronounces it, I'm just going to go with one of the two that I said, threw 13 strikeouts in Maryland's 3-1 victory over Texas A&M Commerce. Angela Zedek's two-run homer in the fifth, saves Northwestern from a bad loss to San Diego in a 2-1 victory. And... I wouldn't have considered San Diego a bad loss last year, but they're not good this season thus far, and Northwestern needed to win that game. Carissa Ornelas drives home the winning run in the seventh of Oregon's 2-1 victory over UC San Diego. Louisville made a statement by smashing Central Florida in Orlando 15-5 in six innings. Olivia Lackey's 14 strikeouts combined with Abby Allen's two home run homer in the fourth lifts South Alabama to the 2-0 victory over Louisiana Tech. Hannah James' 11 strikeouts led Murray State past Bellarmine 4-2. Bree Cantu's home run, 5 RBIs including the walk-off in the 10th lifted Houston to the 7-6 victory over Sam Houston. Rayleigh Brabham's 12 strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings led Coastal Carolina to 6-1 victory over Mount St. Mary's. Kalen Packard's 10 strikeouts in four and two-thirds innings led Northern Iowa to a 7-1 victory over Western Carolina. Sitlali Gutierrez's 9-strikeout no-hitter combined with Leanne Good's double home run 6 RBIs paced Texas in their 22 nothing, 5-inning victory over Texas Southern. Alana Vaughter threw 9 strikeouts in Stanford's 4-2 home victory over Boise State. Josie Marin throws a 13-strikeout one-hitter in Mississippi State's 4-0 win over Furman. LSU splits the two games with Louisiana by winning 4-1 in Lafayette, so both teams won on the other's field, which I honestly kind of feel like is very disrespectful to the other, but they didn't defend their turf. That's on them. Um, Carly Heath did it all, hitting a two-run homer and throwing a 11-strikeout no-hitter in Louisiana's 2-0 win over Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. Caitlin Dunkel's home run, six RBIs, led Grand Canyon to the 10-3 dub over South Dakota. Jade Hilton's uh, triple home run and five RBIs led Virginia to the 16-1 five-inning victory over George Washington. And then lastly, on Sunday, Stanford rallied with Two in the sixth inning to take down Michigan, three to one at home. So Stanford just keeps on winning games, and they and they they look a treat. There, uh, no doubt about that one. Monday, the only game of note for the day. There was one other game, but it didn't have any significance really to it. But in the only game of note for Monday, Alexa Langoliers walks it off in the eighth, as she also drove in all three runs in Louisiana's 3-2 victory over Ole Miss at home. So, I'm not going to say that's a bad loss for Ole Miss, but I would say it's a good win for Louisiana, taking down an SEC team at home. Now, they did take down LSU on the road, which honestly is more impressive, but... That's just how it works out sometimes. Uh, But let's move on to Tuesday's action. Melanie Bennett's 13 strikeouts lifted Kennesaw State past Samford in a 1-0 9 inning victory at home. South Carolina took a shocking loss at home to the aforementioned Stetson team, 4-3. So kudos to Stetson. I'm telling you, Stetson, the Hatters, man, they're a team that you need to watch out for. And I'm very intrigued to see where they finish in the Atlantic Sun Conference. Haley Hudson throws a no-hitter in Grand Canyon's 8-0 five-inning win over Cal State Bakersfield in the first game of the doubleheader. Was a walk away from a perfect game. In the second game, Megan Golden threw a 13-strikeout one-hitter with the exact same scoreline. And then to wrap up Tuesday, Riley Crandall limits UTA to two hits in Baylor's 8-0 five-inning win at home. I thought UTA might play them closer, giving their past history with top competition, but it wasn't meant to be. Moving on to Wednesday, today's action that finished up earlier to end the day. Cassie Norris's home run five RBIs led USC Upstate to a 6-2 victory over Western Carolina. At home in the first game of the doubleheader to stay unbeaten, USC Upstate then won the second game of the doubleheader as well, which will come up later. Texas is able to take down North Texas on their home field 4-2, which was expected, but I'm glad North Texas was able to keep it close. We mentioned Montana Fouts earlier. Well, she threw 10 strikeouts in six innings as Alabama took down Southern Miss 5-0 at home. Southern Miss is a team that's also not to be messed with, and which is a great addition for the Sunbelt Conference, by the way, might I add. And then lastly, Maddie Penta threw 10 strikeouts in five innings as Auburn cruised past Troy 11-0 on the road. I thought... Leanna Johnson and Troy would keep it close, but ultimately Auburn just powered their way through it. And the game did last the full seven, so Auburn scored a lot of runs in the seventh. But I was hoping for more out of Troy, but what can I say? Auburn, their pitching is of real strength, and their offense is as well, as you can clearly see. Um, But we'll get into stats later, so stay tuned for that. But let's go ahead and dive into the Week 4 schedule, shall we? So let's start with tomorrow's action, Thursday. Two games at the Judy Garmin Classic of note, UCF and Michigan. They already faced off once, and if I remember correctly, UCF got the win. So what will happen here in Game 2? And can Michigan rebound from however that game turns out to their game against Cal State Fullerton, a team that is trying to break the door down to get into the top 25? And then the last game of note I have for tomorrow on Thursday is Oregon State at BYU. So moving on to Friday's action. Got a ton of games here, so stick with me. Weber State, Nebraska. Now, Weber State hasn't been that impressive thus far this season, but I think a win over the Cornhuskers is well within reach for them. And I'm interested to see how they'll handle Courtney Wallace and Billy Andrews. So I'm very intrigued to see how that game plays out. I kind of want to take this off my games to watch because Long Beach State hasn't had a good season thus far. But Long Beach State at San Diego State, there's some familiarity there. So I'm intrigued to see if Long Beach State has what it takes to go and get that upset on the road. UCF plays UCLA out at the Judy Garmin Classic. So let's see what Central Florida is really made of when they take on the Bruins. Charlotte at Arizona State is a low key, very good matchup. Very intrigued. Charlotte is one of the top mid major programs in of re- the past uh, couple years. Louisiana McNeese. I always want to keep McNeese on the schedule because I think they're a really good mid major program, and I could very easily see them taking down Louisiana. Speaking of Louisiana, Louisiana at Texas, and another absolutely huge showdown that I can't wait to watch. Missouri at Oklahoma State. Uh, um, that should be a fun one. Seeing uh, the what Missouri can do on Oklahoma State's field there in uh, Stillwater. Northwestern at Louisville. The, the only the, the reason I'm looking at this Northwestern, you know, they can get hot behind Danielle Williams. And Louisville coming off of that week of a very good showing down at Central Florida in Orlando, I'm very intrigued to see if Louisville. They were receiving votes in the ESPN USA Softball poll in the top 25 to start the season. I want to see can they win. A, a solid put a solid win on their resume to match Central Florida to be able to put towards moving back into receiving votes for the top twenty-five. South Alabama at Auburn, Olivia Lackey, Maddie Penta, um, Jenna Hardy, Annabel Weidra, Shelby Low. I mean. The pitching in that South Alabama-Auburn game should be very exciting. Now, I don't think South Alabama has the offense to keep up with Auburn, so Lackey and Hardy are going to have to be on their game. Weber State at Arizona. Again, I just want to see. I know Weber State has what it takes, but I need to be able to see it come to fruition. Kentucky at Oklahoma. I would expect Oklahoma to win but uh, i'd love to see oklahoma get handed another loss lsu michigan i would assume lsu is going to beat them i'm not i'm not going to say it's 100% going to happen but i'd love i'm um, i'm pretty confident lsu will win longwood at alabama can longwood if longwood doesn't win their game the games they have in Alabama. I might give up on them in this section. But Longwood at Alabama. Longwood is honestly the best team that Alabama invited to their tournament this weekend. So I would assume Fouts would get Longwood, draw the Longwood assignment. I don't know that for sure. But Washington, Michigan State, Kelly Lynch, Ruby Malin versus Ashley Miller, and what Michigan has to offer. Washington-Boise State, Uh, I know what Boise State's capable of. They're a good mid-major program as well from the Mountain West. North Texas at Arkansas, can North Texas rebound to be able to get a win over the Razorbacks in uh, Fayetteville? I don't know, but looking forward to finding out on Friday. Michigan State at Grand Canyon, I just want to see if Ashley Miller can beat Grand Canyon. If she even pitches, I would assume Ashley Miller would draw the assignment against Washington. But uh, Boise State at Graham Canyon, for that matter. So let's move on to Saturday's games of note. Again, Weber State-Nebraska. Nebraska-Arizona, at Arizona. very intriguing, with Courtney Wallace um, and Billy Andrews going against Carly Scooping in the Arizona Devon Nets. Boston University at San Diego State is a a very intriguing matchup. Central Florida at Cal State Fullerton is an intriguing matchup. Michigan State, Arizona State is, I think Arizona State's going to wipe the floor with them, but if Michigan State can get something out of Ashley Miller in that game, then maybe they have a chance to take down the Sun Devils on the road. Boise State at Arizona State. Charlotte, Washington. This is a chance for Charlotte to pick up a signature victory that they desperately need to bolster their resume. And then Charlotte at Grand Canyon. Texas A&M at Baylor. Should be a very intri- intriguing matchup. A little in-state rivalry. Maybe, well, maybe not rivalry, but a little in-state matchup for bragging rights, essentially, between the two. Between uh, College Station and Waco, again another Northwestern Louisville, another South Alabama Auburn, another Kentucky Oklahoma, another Longwood Alabama, McNeese at Texas. Uh, McNeese has been, like I said, McNeese has been known to sh- have give teams problems like a Texas, so stay on the lookout for that. And then lastly, the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State at Oklahoma State fully expect Oklahoma State to destroy them. But I know South Dakota State is capable of playing I don't, I don't want to say playing up to that caliber, but I think they can play up a few levels from where they are to at least compete in that game. But let's move on to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Boston University against San Diego State. UCLA at Cal State Fullerton. Very excited for that one. Another Texas AM and Baylor. Another Louisiana, Texas. Washington at Grand Canyon. Another North Texas at Arkansas. Another South Dakota State at Oklahoma State. Michigan State, Boise State. A lot of states flying around right now. Uh, Monday, the only game that I really saw that was of note is Central Arkansas at Arkansas. Central Arkansas has been known to cause Arkansas problems in the past. Can the Sugar Bears go to Fayetteville and pull out a victory? I'm not convinced they can, but I would love to see them do it. Tuesday, the only game of note, Virginia at Liberty a little in-state battle there but uh Virginia making the trek from Charlottesville up to or down to Lynchburg on Wednesday next Wednesday Central Florida at Florida two teams kind of trying to figure out what's going wrong with them at the moment Baylor at Cal State Fullerton's very intriguing Boston University at Cal State Fullerton intriguing. Duke at Charlotte. That's a huge game for Charlotte. McNeese at Louisiana. So they'll play each other once at Texas on Friday. And then they'll play at Louisiana on next Wednesday. Texas at UTA. Uh, uh, UTA is starting to fall out of my favor as it pertains to games to watch. And then off-the-radar choice, but one that is very intriguing, a Southeastern Louisiana team that's only lost to Alabama at Southern Miss, who one of their two losses is to Alabama. Very intrigued to see those two get together as two mid-majors that should be taken seriously. And then the only... Series that I have conference series that I have of note would be Notre Dame at Duke for three games this weekend So that's your week four schedule of Games that I'm looking out for personally Um, obviously there are more that I have my eyes on but Those are just the ones that I wanted to highlight all right moving on to my favorite time stats Individual stat leaders, Wichita State's Sidney McKinney still leads the nation in batting average at .708. Oklahoma State's Rachel Becker, fifth in the nation, .579. Maddie Penta of Auburn, Najari Canaday of uh, Stanford, and Nicole May of Oklahoma are among eight pitchers in the nation with a perfect zero ERA. Donnie Goborn of South Carolina, surprisingly, leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 14.7. UCLA's Megan Framo sits in second at 12.8. Oklahoma State's Kelly Maxwell at third, 12.7. Florida State's McKenna Reed is fourth with 12.5. And Maddie Penta comes in at fifth, 12.4. Megan Framo leads the nation in victories with nine. USC Upstate's Alyssa Kelly, Maddie Penta, and Oregon's Stevie Hansen are all tied for second with eight victories on the season. Oklahoma's Jocelyn Erickson leads the nation in slugging at 1.25. Arizona State's Jordan Van Hook 2nd 1.231 and Marshall's Autumn Owen sits in 4th 1.171 Sydney McKinney also is 2nd in the nation and on base percentage at .741 South Carolina's Jen Cummings 3rd .702 and then Rachel Becker 4th .673 Tennessee's Mackenzie Donahue And Wichita State's Lauren Lucas are tied for first in the nation in doubles with nine. Texas Tech's Mackenzie Herzog, the former Texas A&M player, is fourth in the nation with eight doubles. Sidney McKinney also leads the nation in hits with 34. UCLA's Maya Brady is second with 28. And Valerie Valerie Cagle is fourth in the nation with 27. Arizona State's Jordan Van Hook leads the nation in home runs with 9. Marshall's Autumn Owen, second with 8. And Valerie Cagle and LSU's Taylor Pleasants are tied for third with 7. Leading the nation in RBIs is Shaylin Govan of Baylor with 29. LSU's Taylor Pleasants tied for second with 27. Wichita State's Zoe Jones tied for fourth with 22. Stephanie Schoonover of Kentucky leads the nation in shutouts with six. Najari Canaday, South Dakota State's Tori Nishi, and Washington's Ruby Malin tied for second with four. Megan Framo still leads the nation in strikeouts with 91. Three-way tie for second between Virginia Tech's Emma Lemley, Marshall Sidney Nestor, and Kentucky's Stephanie Schoonover with 75 strikeouts. And Montana Fouts comes in at 5th from Alabama with 71. So there's your individual stats. Let's move on to the team statistics. Oklahoma State leads the nation in batting average .394. Oklahoma 2nd right behind them with .382. Auburn comes in at 3rd .377. Clemson 4th .377, the difference being number of games played or number of at-bats. Texas comes in at 5th, .375. Auburn leads the nation in ERA with a .81. Tennessee right behind them in 2nd, .85. Clemson comes in at 3rd, .96. Oklahoma 4th, 1.12. And Seton Hall, surprisingly, is 5th in ERA at 1.18. Mount St Mary's is the leader in the nation in fielding percentage at .991, Stanford second .99, Oklahoma third .99, UT Martin fourth and Belmont fifth Arizona State surpri- not surprisingly leads the nation in homers per game with 1.92. The Redhawks of Miami of Ohio and Virginia Tech are tied for second at 1.8. Oklahoma State, fourth, 1.64, and Clemson is fifth, 1.56. Shockingly, Oklahoma is not on this list in the top five for once. So this is interesting. Oklahoma's not doing it with their power now as much now that Jordan, Jocelyn Hollow has graduated. Uh, but Florida leads Nation in scoring or runs per game with 9.21. Oklahoma, second, 8.79. Tennessee, third, 8.67. Oklahoma State, fourth, 8.5. And Auburn, fifth, 8.44. Oklahoma leads Nation in slugging percentage, 0.682. Oklahoma State is second, 0.67. Miami of Ohio, third, 0.662. Arizona State fourth point six four seven and Auburn comes in at fifth point six three seven there are two remaining unbeatens USC upstate and an independent in Hartford who is moving down to division three after this year after this academic or after this athletic year which is wild to me but anyway Auburn Leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 13, so a good hefty margin over second. place Tennessee with 8.09. Alabama is right behind them in third, 8.08. UCLA is fourth, 7.62. Virginia Tech comes in at fifth, 6.88. Surprising leader in the nation in walks, UTSA. Leads with 85 walks. Florida is second, not far behind with 82. Florida State comes in third, 74. Washington comes in at fourth with 70 and I believe two teams were tied for fifth at 68, but I didn't feel like mentioning them. Um, so I don't know which two teams those are. And those stats are as of are through Monday's games, not the games that happened Tuesday or on Wednesday as we are about to cross into Thursday here now. Um, But that's all I got for you this week. Um, It's been a crazy week as softball is starting to get ramped up towards conference season. Um, Really looking forward to seeing how these last two seasons or so weeks of non-conference tournaments go. I mean, the ACC starts, play, starts playing conference games this weekend, so... Um, we are getting some early conference games, but I have no problems with that. I'm not going to argue with that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, with the depth that the ACC has at the top, I think some of them should be playing... As many as they can get, but to bolster their resumes and make sure that they get as many teams as they can into the tournament. But anyway, um, plenty of good softball as we get, as we start rounding out closer to uh, the conference season. Certainly have your eyes on the Judy Garmin Classic. I think that's one that has several tasty, delicious matchups. Um, and I was going to put the Judy Garmin Classic schedule up here as uh, instead of just including some games on the games to watch, but I, I really didn't feel like going through the whole schedule. So, I mean, we're getting to the point, like I said, it's conference season, it's about what games are, um the most important from conference perspective getting close to that point so plenty of softball to watch and enjoy as we start to get closer it's now as we've turned the calendar to march and march madness starts to take over now we love the mayhem the that's that's our time of the year in college softball Um, But don't think there won't be some madness within college softball this month either. So, um, plenty of good softball to watch this weekend and throughout the week. Um, I'll be back again next week, recapping week four and looking ahead to week five schedule. I think that just about does it. I hope everyone listening has a great week. Enjoy the softball. We'll see you again next week. This is your boy, Tyler, signing off with the Around the Bases podcast. Thank you, and good night.